Hey guys, if you love to hunt, fish, or shoot, you've reached the right place. This is Chase Outdoors, the podcast. I'm your host, Justin Geike. I know I normally come to you guys from the Chase Outdoors man cave, but here I am at the uh, Bill Hicks show in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It is the beginning of January, the new year of 2020, and it's such an exciting time because there's just so many new products, or we're also uh, to the point where we're planning for our upcoming hunts, especially for me with the uh, personal failures that I endured. I am uh, super excited to uh, start prepping for the fall of two. 2020. We're already starting to do some of that. We're heading back uh, to Northeast Wyoming. I'm super excited. It is just a phenomenal hunt. We're going to uh, probably do a lot of video when we're out there, and that's always cool. We're starting to already plan and put uh, food plots and things like that. But one of the things that I love, especially being here at this show, uh, where we as a store are doing a lot of our buying, especially on the firearms, shooting side, ammunition, getting to see all of the new product. And with all of the new product comes a lot of excitement. Uh, of course, we're coming up on the spring, which means tax time, which if you're in the market for a new rifle, that's always really, really cool because we get to spend the whole summer putting optics on it and getting out and sighting the thing in and just all of that really fun part of uh, preparation for a hunt, which makes it a 365 day a year sport. I'm still hanging on as far as a little bit of energy goes. We are on day three. All of us are starting to drag a little bit. These are really long days, but uh, we've brought a ton, a ton of new products into the store. I'm really excited about this lineup that also comes along uh, with this nice expansion that we do. But uh, of all of the products that we see here, one of admittedly my personal uh, favorite uh, companies, if I'm being a little bit biased here, uh, has always been Bregara. Uh, they've been around for the last uh, five or six years, I believe, as far as a production rifle company goes and they've got some really really exciting new stuff especially for you western hunting minded folks long range shooters competitive shooters i mean there's just this company just keeps on going and i'm so excited to have my uh, territory sales rep for them darren lau and the vice president of bregara ben fleming with me thanks for joining me guys hey thanks so much for having us thanks so, so much so i mean bregara when i first started carrying them five years ago i'll never forget the first time i picked one up and i pulled the trigger on it and I was scared the first time I did so because I thought I am holding a gun that I don't want to be able to have to pay for. It just <laughs> felt like it felt like it was something that was several thousands of dollars, like some of these higher end brands um, that are custom rifles. It had that feel of yeah. something that was out of my price point. And then you guys tell me it's coming in at like a seven hundred and fifty dollar price point, and that was a. Um, one of your Woodstock B14 hunters, and I could not believe it. And uh, you also told me about this new uh, caliber uh, called the 6.5 Creedmoor. <laughs> yeah. So here we are, flash forward five years later, and uh, you guys as a company have erupted from a, you know, a startup in the category to really, I mean, becoming a dominant force that's beloved. You see the same amount of customer enthusiasm and patronage of guys that have been shooting rifles for decades, and that says, that says a lot. And is Absolutely. that what you're seeing too? Oh gosh, it's uh, yeah. The last five or six years have I couldn't imagine that things would have progressed to the point which they have, and and it's just beyond anything that that we we could foresee. Um, I think going back to what you said, you know, building a rifle that has that feel and that fit and the finish. Uh, and that kind of quality. I remember first year out of the gate, it's like I used to say and, and still do and still believe, I mean, guns used to be built to feel that way, right? That's the way the guns, all guns used to be made. Uh, and so when we entered into that arena, uh, our goal was to have something that uh, reflected the quality, the craftsmanship, all the time and, and energy and all that stuff that 
used to go into making firearms and, and put that back into a bolt rifle. Uh, and, and at the time when we were coming out, uh, you know, everybody that we talked with is like, wow, you know, that price points, it's good price point, but that used to kind of be the opening price point for rifles. And, and, you know, they were like, well, you know, it's kind of the middle to upper price point, that $700 range. And, mm-hmm. um, and so while the market was kind of chasing down to this um, opening price point, the new opening price point for, for bolt actions, our main focus was let's build the best rifle that we can and let it come in at whatever price it needs to come in because what it is ultimately is the best rifle that we can build. And and that's the representation of our brand. And, and it, it was of the utmost importance to us. Well, one thing, too, we're talking about Bregara as being, you know, a five- or six-year-old company, which is true in the sense of talking about production bolt rifles, but Bregara's been around for a lot longer than that. Can you give us a little bit of the backstory on oh, what yeah. makes yeah. Bregara and who they are? Gosh, we, um, yeah, we started out as a barrel company, still are a barrel company, not just for our own products, obviously, but uh, on an OEM side, we're still making barrels for a lot of manufacturers out there. Um, but that, you know, that barrel business started for us I don't even know the exact date, but it's a, you know, anywhere from 10 to 15 years. Well, it's at least 10, yeah, for sure. But it's it's pushing that 15 to 20 probably at this point. Um, and we realized pretty quick, you know, I think originally it was a strategy to try to streamline some of our manufacturing processes and stuff like that. And when we got into it, we realized, man, we can make a pretty dang good barrel. Uh, a lot of feedback from from the field where people are like, this thing shoots just lights out. Uh, and so our pricing and our efficiencies and the production model that we had and all of that stuff lined up really to set us up so well to um, first off, you know, make the barrel and feed our sister company, which is CVA muzzleloaders. And so we, we had the, the ability to be able to make those barrels and provide them for our, our CVA muzzleloaders, the ones that got the Acura barrel put, or I'm sorry, the, the Pergara barrel put on, on them, which was the Acura series. Um, and then it also set us up to uh, really go, hey, there might be some OEM opportunities out here. And, and that helped, um, you know, in two different areas grow barrel name by being OEM and then the barrel name by putting it on, you know, at that time, which is our largest brand. And, and so, you know, the barrels have continued. Uh, it just just continued to grow. We've, we've learned so much about it. Uh, as you mentioned earlier with the Creedmoor, calibers have changed so much over the last, just the last 10 years. I mean, think about how long, 270s and 30-06s and 308s and that kind of stuff, 300 wind mags. You know, last 10 years, I mean, it, it seems like the new norm is to have one or two or three calibers a year brought out that that try to make it into the mainstream, right? Oh, yeah. And that's, I mean, and there's a cemetery of ones that haven't, if we go look yes. back, and it's not just in the last 10 years, but even years before that, like, you know, there was... There was uh, there's all this interest over the 350 legend, right? And I'm going through some mixed brass from a range, and you you see this the old stuff like the there was a, uh, a 350 Remington and oh, yeah. 6.5 Rem Mag, and you look at all these stuff, and I'm like, man, if those cartridges were introduced today instead of 30, 40 years ago, right? Now that we're seeing people wanting higher bullet performance and they're, we're losing some of the traditional, I'm shooting this because my dad did or my grandpa did, and really breaking down some of this performance stuff. Yeah. You know, it, it, and for me, like, I think that the customer base is really starting to get more educated and really doing their research. They're coming into the shop. They already have a really good idea of what they're looking for. So what's some of the things that you guys have seen in, in what it's taken 
for Bergara to be the, the, the bolt action rifle that the customers are coming through the door for the dealer. Like for you, Darren, as a sales rep, you do a lot of different brands. How has that transition been over the last couple of years of going from walking into a store and having to introduce Bergara and sell it to people to now people asking for it first and by name? You're absolutely right. Uh, initially, people didn't know about it and uh now people are coming in to dealers all over the country who are stocking it and even if not people are coming in requesting Bagara. so the name is getting out there people are recognizing the quality behind it they've heard their buddies shoot up uh, who bought them and shot them and they're like man how much you know that that gun's got to be three times the amount of price that you paid for it and then they hear the price on they're like are you kidding me mm-hmm. that great of a rifle all the features that i've been looking for and you're telling me it's only that much money? You know, a third of the competition in a lot of cases, um, custom guns, and uh, it's just amazing how fast this company has grown. Yeah, and there's no question. I know with my personal one uh, that I had actually was one of your samples I got from you a few years ago, you know, everybody likes to make something their own. You know, there's they right. want, you know, one of the things that I did with my B14, which is, your guys' entry-level price point rifles, I went and Cerakoted it uh, to match the fleck in the stock. And just simply having that rifle sitting on the shelf was having people go, what is that thing? And when I would introduce them to it, all of a sudden they feel the bolt action and how smooth that was. And it was like, oh my gosh. And you guys have um, done some of that stuff yourself now, incorporated it in a new product for 2020. Tell me about what you guys are doing um, with the B14s uh as far as new models for this year absolutely um gosh you know the b14 series uh still continues to kind of be the you know the main avenue for for Brigard to, to enter into the market at, at great price points great features um it separates itself from the premier series a little bit which is is just a mm-hmm. touch higher uh in price and and features um and so b14 as as we're growing that each and every year uh we look at mainly i mean two ears one mouth right you know like what is the market what are they wanting (laughs) we're listening to our customer base we're listening to uh, the feedback from the industry uh, trying to use our crystal ball to figure out like you know where's demand going to be and what what's out there uh, that people want and and really on a on a totally opposite side is what's out there that people don't know they want you know and so designing around that is is challenging but um, we, we've seemed to be able to do it pretty well over the last few years, I, I would say. Uh, and as we looked at that coming into 2020, some of the biggest comments we had were, um, you know, Cerakote finishes on the barrel for B14s. And can you change up the color of the stock and do kind of a camo pattern or make it look kind of like some of the models we had in the Premier with that, um, you know, Cerakoted kind of hand-painted and hand-decorated stock. and. Uh, we listened to that really closely, and, and that was kind of the catalyst for us to introduce what we call the, the B-14 Wilderness Series, um, which is going to be a hunter wilderness rifle, a ridge wilderness. Um, we have a new model called the Terrain, which I'm very excited about. And then we also kind of took one of our best sellers, the uh, HMR, and also made it into a wilderness um, rifle. And, and really what that, what that designates is fully Cerakoted uh, barrel, so it gives you all kinds of weather protection. Um, and it's still a, a 4140 chromoly steel barrel that's, uh, that's blued kind of historically on our other B14 models, except this one will have that sniper gray Cerakote that, that gives it the protection. And then we painted the stock. It's a hand-decorated stock. It's actually got five layers of paint. So there's a lot of work that goes into 
kind of layer this stuff and make it look um, exactly how we wanted it to. And the, you know, what I love about that too is, aside from the Serica, when you look at the stock, you can put four or five rifles out there and every one of them's going to have their own unique flair because uh, and they it's are, all done by hand and they're absolutely beautiful Man, they are thank you it, they are absolutely gorgeous um i don't as beautiful as they are i'm questioning whether or not i need to get a new one myself but <laughs> we're talking about the b14 series a lot but that's just your entry level i think yes. when we start to talk about and we're seeing this more this customer that's demanding higher performance and wants to get the best of the best where a lot of guys are really interested in having 50 rifles there's also a lot of guys that would much rather just have one and know it intimately and put the best glass on it and they don't care where that price comes in as long as they have that confidence that they have a gun that they can go out west and shoot you know four or five six hundred yards even you know some guys beyond um you know and you guys are building that rifle to give you that custom feel i mean you pick the gun up and you expect it and that is the premier series tell me what the big differences are between the b14s and then your different uh, premier action lineup so, <clears throat> biggest things, there's a few call-outs between the Premier and the B14 platform is uh, the Premiers are made down at Lawrenceville, Georgia uh, at their BPI headquarters um, versus the B14s are made over at the Begara uh, plant over in Begara, Spain. Uh, as Ben touched on earlier, uh, the B14s have a 4140 chromoly action and barrel versus the Premier's use a 416 stainless uh, action and barrel that is Cerakoted. Um, traditionally, it have been. Um, also, you get an upgraded bolt on the Premier's, so it's spiro-fluted. Um, you get an extra lock, uh, rotating bolt head, and then also the disassembly is one of the biggest features that every time I show somebody, they're just blown away and how yeah. it's just a quarter, oh, yeah. a quarter turn disassembly. So easy field stripping. Uh, if you need to on the field, something you need to do clean it, do a field strip or even just regular maintenance, it makes it so much quicker. And then also you get an upgraded, um, the trigger tech trigger, which is externally adjustable, which is the trigger tech triggers are unbelievable. And they're probably one of the most uh, popular aftermarket triggers out there right now oh there's no qu- question not you know not just in uh rifles either but what we're right. seeing those do in, in the crossbow lineup i mean trigger tech is rapidly you know coming up to have that type of brand recognition and name recognition that other you know trigger companies like timony have mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. and that's really saying a lot you know so i think to wrap that up in a nutshell what we're looking at from the difference between the b14 and the premier series higher quality materials we're going from west coast europe to made in america yep and then what we're also seeing too as these guys are going on these trips the idea of being able to more easily self-maintain or self-clean your weapons especially if you're doing some of these 10 14 day elk hunts especially if you're up in like oh yeah oregon where you're in this extremely you know humid client and, or uh, climate and stuff like that there's a lot of reasons to want something that you can fully disassemble the bolt very easily in the action i mean I don't care which one it is. They're all right. Yeah. They, yeah. They're about as slippery as a politician. I mean, it is yeah, super, right. <laughs> super nice stuff. Um, and uh, also, we've talked about centerfire rifles predominantly. What are you guys doing outside of that? You know, I'm a I'm a geek for for a certain segment of the market, and I'm glad to to say that we're entering into it uh, with both feet this year, uh, which is the rimfire market. I, I love it. I've got two boys that love to shoot and it's um it's a it's a gentle round to shoot obviously it's great for training and learning and all kinds of stuff and you know we're at a incredible 
point in just the industry, the shooting industry overall. I mean, there's like you were talking about crossbow triggers and talking about the way guns are made and the expectation that consumers have. You know, where it used to be like, hey, if I can put it in a couple inches or a few inches at 100 yards, we'll call that great. But the the expectation for higher quality, better accuracy, smoother components, better feel, all that stuff has has increased so much. And I'm and I'm thrilled to see that optics have gotten better, factory ammo's gotten better. You know, production rifles and crossbows and everything else is, is gotten better, and that's happening on the 22 side also. You know, one of the fastest growing segments of that is the NRL 22, which is um, a series of um, similar to like a like a PRS long range centerfire match, but it's set up in a way that is just built around rimfire, and it is like wildfire right now, just spreading. And and there's so many things that help facilitate that too. Everybody's got a you know 300 yard range and and they're shooting out even further than that in some of these matches but it's a little bit more of a challenge on the center fire side when you're shopping for a thousand yard range to host a match I mean, that's oh not, yeah you don't have one of those around every corner no especially in wisconsin where i mean finding anything for a range beyond 300 yards is like pulling teeth right and quite honestly if i take my 300 win and my b14 out to the range yeah it's boring because it's so stinking easy right you know the guns just shoot so well you hit a point where like okay not only did i just go broke from shooting 50 rounds ammunition my shoulder hurts but yeah it's just not a challenge you know so i think that's certainly one of those places where it's it you're not discriminating anybody any age can shoot it it's something that my you know eight-year-old son go and shoot for a day you know sunrise to sunset i can go through a brick of ammo and it doesn't bother me that bad it's something that the entire family loves to do so there are people that are really getting passionate and especially one thing too like our community in wassa there's a lot of really passionate rimfire people there yes it really really is and uh it's super exciting to see us get to this higher grade of rimfire which is has existed for a long time just more on the European side than on the U.S. side, where you're looking at like the Anschutz and some other brands and stuff like that. Right. We're starting to see that develop. And we obviously just, I mean, look at how our shooting culture in this country has changed from the number of participants to the number of firearms on all sides. I'm not just talking about, you know, I don't care if it's handgun or tactical or bolt action or rimfire. I mean, this, this industry has a ton of really cool niche growth segments and it's really exciting that is, you're spot on with that yep it, so on that 22 side uh, we introduced uh, two new models this year uh, one is a semi-auto platform uh, it's called the bxr and we have a, a we, we kind of break this down into into two different series with two different important skews in there on that uh, bxr it's a steel barrel on one of them that's fluted and then we also offer a uh, carbon fiber barrel which I mean, you've picked I up think, the oh, BXR. I think it's like so featherweight. Yeah. I mean, it, it, we should have called it yeah. the helium or something like that because yeah. it's like you pick it up. It's so fun to watch people pick it up because they're just like, no way. I mm-hmm. mean, it is so light. Um, and, and the accuracy on both of those is is we, we took out, put in and took out, like all the put in the hard work to get this. Like, we knew, hey, this is, it's 1022 platform. I yep. mean, how many of those are out there? There's tons of them, right? All great ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, takes 1022 mags. We wanted the compatibility there. And so we put in this hard work of let's build something that is going to fit right in that niche uh, at a good price point. But we also knew this is an accuracy story. We wanted to, t- to kind of take out the variables that, that really kind of historically um, lead to decreased accuracy. We threaded our barrel into the receiver on that DXR. Yep. Uh, it still fits with that same type of system that a 1022 barrel 
uh, works off of. So if somebody wanted to replace the barrel with something else, they could. Uh, but we threaded ours in uh, at the same time just to just to take out those little variables. Um, we opened up a mold on our own mag, and it's 10-round rotary magazine. Works great. Uh, but we also wanted to leave uh, a lot of room in the market for everybody's probably got a Ruger mag sitting around. 10, oh, there's no mag, question. Right? Or 10. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely. So we wanted to, you know, enter into that space and, and, and give the people the support of, like, hey, go use the stuff that you have. You don't have to go out and just you know, throw everything out and buy all new stuff. Um, and, and even that mentality on the B-14 line and the Premier, you know, 700 bases and take 700 triggers and, you know, the dimensions of it can be dropped into a, a aftermarket stock if somebody wanted to change that out. So I feel like kind of one of our core foundations of our culture is is bringing great product out, but, but doing it in a way that really offers um, ease of access to some of the great components out there. Um, so kind of step back to it the other model that we have in that 22 is called the b14r and it it does borrow that b14 name and the reason that it does that is because it is truly and dimensionally the size of a b14 action barrels the exact same i mean it's we took we plucked our our b14 centerfire made it a 22 and and built a rifle around that there are there is going to be a number of people that are going to pick that up and just start giggling you know it's just going to hit that yes i've got to find a way to get one of these into my house (laughs) absolutely and then on that compatibility side it's we are using a a detachable mag system that um, is very similar to like what we use on our hmr and some of our other models that take Mm -hmm. that detachable mag system um, it works with M5 bottom metal. It works with our bottom metal. So there's a lot of accessories out there. Uh, it, it drops right into, you know, we tried it in XLR chassis and MDT chassis and um, AI stuff and uh, Masterpiece Arms, you know, all kinds of, it's just so compatible. Um, and being that it's built around the, the Remington 700 kind of footprint there, I mean, bases, triggers, everything. Yep. There's so many good things that can be done with it. Uh, and th- on this one, Going back to the accuracy side of it, this was like, and this is going to be our our flagship model to, to kind of help facilitate guys who really want to start shooting. Um, do it, you know, whether it's on the NRL 22 side, shooting long range and competitions, or it's somebody who just loves to put 22s in a, you know, a half inch or less group at, at 50 yards. Uh, we built this thing with a match chamber, and we played around with all kinds of different chambers, uh, but we wanted this thing to be tight, 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 and the results of it are, are astounding. You know, Darren, I would say that you probably agree with me that Northern Wisconsin is probably a pretty old school, you know. Very much. Very much an old school kind of way of doing things, which is part of the reason why I love living there, to be very, very clear. That's not a dig at all. But there's certainly other places in the country where long-range shooting and probably sport shooting is a much bigger part of the shooting community where I think here in Wisconsin and northern Wisconsin especially well we're seeing three gun grow and we're seeing youth trap grow and a lot of this start to get there we're predominantly a hunting culture first absolutely yes are you having uh troubles coming in with this new rimfire stuff into dealers and having them feel like they're ready to have a consumer base that's saying I want the ultimate performance 22 and these two guns fit this or uh, do you think we're still do you think we're going to get there do you think it's uh, something that's going to grow in our community or do you think we're too stuck in our old ways for uh, no <laughs> for something uh, like that I think most definitely with the recent introduction of the BXR which has come on the feedback has been just amazing mm-hmm. 
um, just the the performance and what you get and you know the twist that Bagar put on it uh, on a 1022 platform is just amazing and people love it and also now offering you know bolt action uh, it's it's gonna complete that whole family for the rimfire market uh, for people just plinking and just having fun and just going out and shooting and because uh, a lot of people just like to go out in the north country and just spend time with family outdoors and there's no doubt about that we have I mean we've got an awesome family culture you know in, in Wisconsin and I can't think of much better way for us to do we like to go out to my land out to the farm with the family on a Sunday after church and and go and burn through bricks of 22 and that's something that everybody can do so I completely agree with you I think it's something that's gonna totally grow in our market um, I'm really super excited about it obviously I am a little bit of a Bergara fanboy I'm gonna be completely <laughs> completely trans transparent about it yes. uh, I've had a lot of great experiences you know, I've been working with you Darren now for a lot of years and it's been an enjoyable uh, friendship that we've uh, cultivated it's always nice to have somebody that you uh, work with as a sales rep who you like as a person actually carries you know representing something that you want to carry so that usually works out I hate telling my friends no so uh, <laughs> it's really awesome I, th I mean holy smokes I mean hats off to you guys tons of really new exciting things coming from Bergara this year people uh Bergara rifles.com right that's Bergara the USA Bergara USA sorry yep. so Bergara USA.com that's the website you need to do uh go and take a look at everything that's available in stock in our distribution warehouses right now is available on our website chase-outdoors.com you can go click on the uh, shop firearms link uh, go and bounce over to uh, rifles pick your caliber you'll see everything that's available to purchase now but a lot of these new SKUs that we were just talking about are going to be in store for you to put your hands on here really shortly uh, great people at Bill Hicks this has been an awesome show I hope you guys have safe travels back you got any big hunts planned for this fall you're gonna be putting these things to the test or are you just working oh gosh we got to we've oh. got to yeah we you know we've got a um got a few places in montana we're gonna hit up and uh i hope to i hadn't yeah i hadn't been bird hunting in a long time and that is on my bucket list this year i, I think with the startup of bolt action man i've just been shooting rifles and, and yeah well we got a great place we can go out and, and and have a little uh wing shooting and some big game so i'm hoping to get out there this fall and do that just have some time in the mountains and be able to relax and yeah no doubt uh, it'd be great absolutely and you darren as of right now i do not have any plans right now for fall 20 for any hunts coming but uh it's you gotta do something about that that's yeah, not right it you're right about that so that is definitely something coming though there's gonna be definitely something coming in fish the caught and then animals near, harvested in the Come near on. future that's yeah. right just, just got to get through this crazy show season hey guys it's been a super busy show i really appreciate it. ben and darren i thank you so much for joining me on this podcast hey guys make sure you don't cheat yourself if you're in the uh market for a new rifle make sure you head over to bagara usa check that out head over to chase outdoors or just come in and see the uh see the guns on the shelf i mean a lot of times i got my own personal ones sitting in there touch and feel and see what they're like after they got a bunch of rounds through them but hey it's an exciting time like i said thank you for joining us as always God bless, good luck on the water, good luck in the woods, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you. Thanks, man.